everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. Today, I have the great honor of interviewing Dr. Lasell Balk, uh, one of our incredible GPs at the Spodak Dental Group, about what it means to be a real-life Instagram influencer and a medical professional while also having a life. <laughs> and before we get to the meat and potatoes, I want to give her a brief introduction and give her the opportunity to kind of tell us about her personal and professional journey. So this is what I know about you, Dr. Lasell, in a nutshell. I'm going to only give the the bullet points, and then I want you to kind of elaborate if you don't mind. Okay. So I know that you earned your DMD, summa cum laude, from the University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine. And that was after receiving your BA, summa cum laude, from the University of Pennsylvania also. And I know that you're an active member of the ADA and Penn Alumni Association. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you've been practicing general dentistry now for nine or 10 years. I would say 10 at this point. Yeah, 10. Um, with the last three years, you know, prior to Spodak practicing in Boston. And I also know that Boston Magazine recognized you in their top dentist issues for three consecutive years, which was 2017, 2018, and 2019, before you parted ways with the Boston area and came to the much more warm and tropical area of uh, South Florida. So yeah. doctors receiving this distinction were voted by their peers, which I think is pretty incredible too. So congrats on that. But I know that there's a lot more to your story. So we can start wherever really you want. I want to hear if you don't mind about kind of your family life, personal interests, but also kind of your journey and how you started your trajectory to becoming the dentist and the person that you are today. I sound like such an Uber Chiba. <laughs> you are. You are. You said you come a lot of you, Penn. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on here. It's really an honor. Um, I value you as a professional, as a colleague, and also as a friend. So I really feel blessed to be on here. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to share and to help hopefully inspire others who are in Uh, similar positions or trajectories um, just to do the damn thing. Yes, exactly. Um, Thank you for being here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess uh, to start, so I've been at Spodak for, June will be two years. Mm -hmm. um, And my husband and I moved from Massachusetts in 2020, April Fool's Day, April 1st. Um, Happy COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I started looking to work with you guys and I started in June um I am a mom I have two lovely kids Dante and Aurora Dante will be five in May and Aurora just turned three she's a three-nager she's three going on 15. She definitely is. I have a very hard-working husband um he's an emergency physician so our schedules are very random 
Um, and then I have two cats. I have to talk about the cats. I have two cats, uh, Binks and Luna, who also take up some time. Um, <laughs> what else goes they're, on? They're also three natures. <laughs> no, Binks is a grown man at this point. Binks is a grown man. Luna is like a teenager. She destroys things. But oh. can we curse on here? We can curse yes. on here? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. She destroys shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then I recently decided that I did not have enough on my plate. So I teach Zumba. So here we are. Yeah. Yes. And I can personally attest to the fact that the Zumba class is great cardio and it is the hardest Zumba class I've ever taken. And I used to do Zumba all the time. I did it for like a year straight, a few times a week. And it was the most challenging class. And I made the mistake in your class of like, going full ham the first like three or four songs and there's a whole like 35 minutes left so I learned my lesson the hard way the first time but it was a great class great class okay. for being such an overachiever um so can you tell me a little bit about your how you grew up kind of how your life your childhood early adulthood kind of shaped your want or inspired or your how you became inspired to become a dentist and what made you choose this profession. I've heard your story before, I know, but I want everyone else to kind of hear your story and how this all evolved for you. Okay, yeah. So I'm born and raised in Trinidad, um, Trinidad and Tobago. And I am from a single parent home. So my mom raised me by herself. I have no siblings. Um, I think in a way that, and I mean this in the most loving fashion, um, that made her very hard on me because she wanted the best for me. And the thing is about Trinidad, if you don't study hard, if you don't make yourself something, you're not going to get anywhere. It's not like the States where, where you live, you go to school. You go to school depending on how well you do. So if you do badly, then you go to a bad school and then you don't get anywhere. So I feel like from the beginning, I had that drive instilled in me from my mom to be like, look, you have to, you have to do well you have to study you can't you know why'd you get 98 percent? what about the other two like I mean it sounds crazy but she really instilled in me that drive to succeed and that drive to always try and be my best self that's what I try and instill in my kids as well um and then uh, I moved from Trinidad to the states for undergrad so I moved in 2005 and I did my undergrad and then I did my dental school um, I decided I wanted to do dentistry. I always wanted to be in medicine. I actually wanted to be a pediatrician when I was very young. And then as I got older, um, I realized I couldn't do that. Not, no disrespect, but I couldn't see kids all day. I couldn't see kids all day. I love kids, but to see kids all day, I think would have been stressful on me. So at 14, I got braces, which, you know, we all got braces and I thought to myself I'm like this is really cool you know you could change people's smile it looks fun it's like you know artistry it's science and you can have a good um quality of life because I knew that I always wanted to have a family and I would have loved to be a surgeon but their quality of life doesn't appear to be good I mean I don't know I'm not a surgeon but from what I see on Grey's Anatomy their quality <laughs> of life doesn't appear to be if, you know it doesn't appear to be, you know, basically bendy. Like it doesn't appear to be flexible. 
So dentistry was the way to go. So I decided, all right, I'm going to be an orthodontist, right? Get to dental school. I'm like, ah, nah, orthodontist is boring. I'm a periodontist. No, I don't want to place implants all day. And I said, I like everything. I want to do general dentistry. So that's the track I went on. Penn was interesting because at Penn, they really want you to specialize. They want you to specialize. They want you to do a GPR. They want you to do a EGD, you know? Why aren't you specializing? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I, I know I need to learn more, but I feel ready to go out in the world and work. So that's what I did. And all my instructors are like, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you going to do a GPR? I'm like, because. Well, why isn't dental school five years then? Did you not teach us enough stuff? You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> Which we didn't take kindly to that. But, um, <laughs> You know, I went in the working world. I started off at a DSO, which I feel like many people do. And it's actually something I do recommend because it lets you get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I practiced and I learned through practice. I messed up. I learned. And then I took CEs. I got better. And even now, like you always, you're always learning, you're always improving um, by the CEs and through other dentists, but you know, that's what happened. And that's what that's happened to you. And that here we all are. So can you tell me kind of what initiated the move? I don't remember actually this part. What initiated the move from Massachusetts to South Florida? Like what prompted that and what kind of inspired you to end up at Spodak Dental Group? Yeah, I don't like being cold. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good enough reason. I mean, as an anemic <laughs> Floridian, I completely understand that. Yeah. You know what it was? Too? It was, it was more, um, I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy in Massachusetts. I don't know why. I just, for the longest time we were there, I wasn't happy. And we thought we would live there um, forever. Dan's parents, my husband's Dan, Dan's parents are from Massachusetts. We moved to their town. We bought a house. We thought it would be our forever house, beautiful house. I missed the house. But then we had our kids and I was like, man, these kids can't do anything. They have to bundle up. They have to, you know, they can't play outside. They're stuck indoors. What do you do? It's cold. I just couldn't take it. I said, Dan, let me see if I can even get my license to work in Florida. Mm-hmm. So To get my license, I had to study and do a jurisprudence exam. And then I had to, it's insane. I had to prove for five, I had been working for five years. And I had to to give the initials and procedures of every single patient I saw for five years. What? Yeah. I literally shipped boxes to the, um, to the licensure people. And then I got my Insanity. I got my license. You know what Dan had to do? What? Sign a paper and start working? Yeah. Dan had to pay money. That was it. Right? I always joke that Dan always has the easy end of the of the stick, but <laughs> like, um, I had to literally cut myself open and give blood and Dan's like, hmm, I'll just sign this check and here you go. Here's my license. You know? But anyway, so I got my license and Dan looked into getting his and he's like, oh, I can get my license. Then I said, well, let's go look at houses. Let's go check out the area. Let's make sure like this is something we actually want to do. So we came down in January, 2020 
Um, we just fell in love with it. We fell in love with the area and we said, this feels right to us because he's, even though he's from Massachusetts, he loves being outdoors. He's very chill. You know, you know him. Yeah. So yeah. he fits in here. I feel like we both fit in here way better than right. Massachusetts. Nothing against people from the Northeast, you know, nothing against you, but we personally fit in better in this kind of environment. We like being able to ride our bikes outside, go rollerblading. You know, we feel like we live a healthier lifestyle. It's just, we just, we're just happier. And then for me, I can travel home easier, even though I haven't because of COVID, but right. I can travel home in three hours. Oh yeah. It's easy. Okay, so, yeah. people, it's so really, really funny. The last few things you said, one of the major takeaways that I have for, for anyone pursuing a career in the medical industry is one, just think of the lack of reciprocity between states. If you think you're going to move around, don't be a dentist, be an emergency room physician. <laughs> Lesson number one. <laughs> everywhere. The, the second thing is, it's so funny that you just talked about Massachusetts and kind of like how you weren't super thrilled about being there and living there because yeah. the next kind of segment of this is about that. And it's one of the reasons why I had a, uh, an initial kind of connection with you because I thought you were such a real person. So I remember when we met and started to get, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> I remember when we met and started really getting to know each other. I, you know, was then big on Instagram and was doing a lot of interviews and like kind of interviewed you before we were kind of closer friends like we are now. And I was really intrigued when I talked to you for a lot of reasons. And the main reason being you're very down to earth. You're a very down to earth person for, you know, a person who has incredible success and a beautiful family and like a lot of the things that you do. I thought that that was really cool. And I really connected well with that and resonated with me. So after moving here from Massachusetts, I just remember you endearingly calling your former statesman mass holes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I'm so hard because I know you so well now. And it was just so funny hearing that come out of your mouth because that was really when I was like, oh, we're gonna get along because you were essentially making the distinction that you are not one of them. And it was great. And we had like a good laugh about it. And I just loved your humility, your sense of humor and your realness. And then we continued and kind of like digressed from there. I feel like so. anyone who's from Massachusetts watching this, no, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like it's no offense. They know. Yes. They know. They know. You know. I'm sure you they know. know that they are loved and they are the exception to the rule and not everyone falls into that category. It was just a funny thing that you said and I remember it. No, I'm glad I could woo you that way. Hey, Bulletproof Hygiene listeners, we have some big, exciting news. We are proud to announce that our 2022 summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee, June 3rd and 4th. Come join us for a weekend of growth, learning, and collaboration. We'll be taking deep dives into team culture, leadership, hygiene systems, and patient care and education that bring fulfillment, career success, and practice profitability. This course has the potential to change the trajectory of your career and help you practice at the top of your game. If you missed us in 2021, trust us, you don't want to miss this. Visit BulletproofSummit.com to get all the details and observe your spot. We can't wait to see you there. Some other things that I think helped us to click and that really resonated with me were some of your hobbies and the things you like to do for fun. So I love hearing, I love hearing, we're going to, we're going to get to that. 
I love hearing about <laughs> some of them because I saw your, you know, your mom life and your family life, and then almost immediately saw that you were also like a happy, fun-loving, and even like a sexy person, and you were like proud about that. So the reason this was so interesting is because it seemed to me that once people generally in general once people enter a healthcare profession there's like a certain stigma that comes along with also being seen for instance on social media in a bikini or posting something real on instagram or publicly having cocktails and then running into a patient it's almost like when you're a kid and you see your teacher at the grocery store like they're just not allowed to be real people until you accidentally see them being a person in real life and then it's undeniable and you've got to make a decision as to whether or not it's like okay with you and I'm bringing this up for a specific reason because I know that you and I share a lot of similar um, thoughts about being a professional and having a personal life and finding the balance and being able to be a real person and have real you know struggles and real relationships and real things in your life and have real fun and also go to work and do an excellent job and take excellent care of your patients and be a real professional you know um, do you remember I'm sure you do, about two years back when a certain medical journal ended up retracting an article that called some social media posts potentially unprofessional. That's a quote yeah. after, after, and it was after, you know, outraged health professionals flooded Twitter with photos of themselves posing in bikinis and holding alcoholic drinks. And the hashtag, you know, hashtag mid bikini quickly trended in July of 2020 after mm -hmm. this journal, which was the Journal of Vascular Surgery, posted the article titled prevalence of unprofessional social media content among young vascular surgeons. Mm -hmm. And the article specifically mentioned photos that included provocative posing in bikinis and swimwear and holding or consuming alcohol. And then, you know, many medical professionals argued that the contents targeted women and highlighted the sexism problem in the medical fields. Mm -hmm. I remember when this article came out and it was specifically regarding, I think, vascular surgeons. And clearly I'm not a vascular surgeon. I'm not a doctor, but I was like, man, that's interesting to see on paper in a quote unquote research article. And I know what my reaction was, but I'm wondering when this article came out, like what was your reaction to it? Does anybody talk about, you know, the guys who are posting shirtless at the gym? No. Right. No. And I mean, you don't have to take a picture of yourself in a, sh in a shirtless, you know, you don't have to take a shirtless picture of yourself at the gym, but what are you going to wear on the beach? Do you wear leggings on the beach? Mm -hmm. Do you wear like a burka on the beach? No, it's not a big deal. And I, I mean, I think for me as well, growing up in a country where your skin is celebrated, we have carnival. We don't care about being naked. We don't care. Like it's not, it's not like a, a sexual thing it's you go to the beach you wear a swimsuit it's normal mm -hmm. you know you you make things what you want to make things and I think that if a doctor a dentist a surgeon whoever you want to post a picture of yourself in a bikini you look a damn good doing it do it who can hold? It's not like you're going to practice surgery in the bikini. There's a time and place for everything. Right. You know? And your personal social media is exactly that. It's your personal social media. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of professionals, dentists, especially because I follow a lot of dentists on Instagram who do post pictures in themselves on bikinis and they look amazing. 
I know a lot of guy dentists who post themselves working out. They look great. Like, I think what is important is that we need to remember your profession isn't everything that you are. You have a life, you know, you're a person first. You're a person, your profession is what you do in this life, but it's not entirely who you are. Right. And I mean, there is a certain level of decorum you have to maintain, of course. It's like, you're not gonna, hopefully, and I mean, if you are, I'm still no judgment, but I wouldn't advise you to post like spread eagle photos of like, you know, okay, like there's a, there's a line. But I personally don't see anything wrong with, hey, I'm on a beach. I'm in a bikini. Like, okay. Yeah, cool. it's more like, here's my life outside of work. It's not about the bikini or about you, you know, in whatever attire that you're in. It's like, this is, you know, sharing the experience of your life appropriately. That's a part of it. Well, and it's to be honest, with you, I personally feel that sharing your life with others actually helps you be a better professional because it helps your patients see you as a person mm-hmm. and not as just this daunting figure. And that's what I try and do with my social media. I try and ensure that people can also see me as a person. So they see little snippets of my life. You know, I don't post, like if I post my kids, I don't post their faces because, you know, just for their privacy. But I post things that I think people can relate to. That way they they see me as a person. They feel more comfortable with me. And they don't just see me as like a robot going to do their, you know, crown or going to do their, you know, dentistry. They, they can connect with you more because yeah. they have things they can talk to you about. Yeah, I want to actually talk to you about that. So that being said, like I know that they're, and, and we're going to actually dive into this a little bit more, like on a deeper level in a, in a few minutes. But like that being said, you are actually a real life Instagram influencer with upwards of, I know, more than 40,000 followers at this point. And you post, you know, pictures of you in workout attire and bikinis, holding yoga poses holding cats, holding candles. <laughs> there are even, I know that you know where I'm going with this. There are even a few of you posing on a pole. So we can circle really back to the realm of influencing because I definitely want to help others understand what it takes to be a successful professional influencer in dentistry. But first, I want to elaborate a little bit on the pole. <laughs> so anyone who knows you, well, we'll come to know that you used to be a competitive pole dancer. Let's let's make sure that that is, that is known, that it was competitive pole dancing and not in a club. <laughs> not, that I'm, not that I'm judging anyone who decides to go to a club, but it was, a, it was basically gymnastics on a pole. Right. Let's make that known. It wasn't in a club for dollars. Right. Yeah. That's, that's good to know, but I would love you either way. And I think, I think it's becoming very, very widely acceptable to do like, pole workouts and things so you know your your close friends I know that this is something that you were very involved in um that it was like a health thing workout for you and that you loved dancing competitively so can you tell us about what that is and how you came to become a competitive pole dancer and if that plays a role in your life now still what does that look like okay so um when did I start polling let me see maybe like 2013 Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with it. I, I love dancing. I, I have a dance background. I grew up dancing. And if I could 
like my dream would be to just be a dancer or be on a sitcom because I think I'm funny, mm-hmm. but you know, to be a dancer. And I love dancing on the pole because it's like gymnastics. You feel like you're flying and it's also like, it, it just empowers you. It really empowers you because you think to yourself, man, the first time you start, you're like, I could never, you know, climb the pole. Mm-hmm. And then you do it and you're like, go me. Then you're like, I can never do this trick. Oh, I did it. Go me. It's it's like gymnastics. Yeah, right. You know, when I moved to Massachusetts and I had my kids, I didn't do it as much because I didn't have the time. But I do feel that now teaching the Zumba, I mean, you went to my class. Like the Zumba I do is not like, mah, 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 mah. it's like you get, you know, in tune with yourself. Yes. You know, so yeah. I do feel like it definitely resonates. You know, and it's so funny because one of the students in the class, she's like, I can't move my body like that. I'm like, girl, have a glass of wine, go practice <laughs> the middle, and you'll get it. Like, you'll be fine. You know, but I, I believe in woman empowerment. Yeah. Um, embrace your body, like love your body, you know, and just accept who you are and be proud of yourself. And that's how pole dancing made me feel. And that's how like teaching the Zumba students makes me feel because we just, you know, we're just dancing and we're having a good time. That's what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you still do any competitive dancing? No, unfortunately, no. I I cannot fit that into my schedule. (laughs) Yeah, which I understand because you are many, many things and wearing many, many hats right now. Lots of hats, yeah. But hopefully one day, you know, to get back, I'll love to get back into it. Yeah, I would love to, to too. We should do team pole dancing. That would be fun. I think it'd be a good bonding activity. I could think of some people who would like to do it in the office. For sure. Yeah. Dr. Dudley. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's being called out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying too. So I wanted to ask you if you, if there's ever been a time in your career that you've kind of shared this information like if you shared that you used to competitively pole dance or you shared a bikini picture, you shared something with another professional or you know someone in healthcare and felt judged by them or gotten like a little bit of that passive stigma. Has there ever been a time that you felt that way? You know what? Um, to be honest, no, but I, you know me and you know that I'm very, like I don't just talk. I'm very mm-hmm. selective with information that I share. So I think I internally screened people before I told them, which in, it, in itself says something that I felt that I had to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, people that I told, they were like, wow, that's so cool. But I already screened them and mm-hmm. I knew that they wouldn't judge me. And they were females. Like, I feel like if I had told a guy that, it would have been different because yeah. they automatically revert to sexualizing it and it wasn't that at all you know even mm-hmm. like even on my instagram now sometimes i get messages that are not um appropriate and it's like you know first of all y'all know i'm married y'all know i have kids like relax you know don't be thirsty and <laughs> it's like okay i'm doing a split by my pool like what do you like stop you know so I think people just like to sexualize things right that's what I think you know and it's just it is what it is 
So what other things do you like to do for fun? Um, I like baking. Yeah, I like baking. It relaxes me a lot. So baking and decorating. I haven't baked for the office in a while. I need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, baking, decorating the stuff. Um, I spend a lot of time playing with the kids, trying to play with the kids, but I have a lot of mommy guilt too because I feel like I don't spend enough time with the kids. Um, the Instagramming takes up a lot of time, but you know what? This is not the question. You ask what I do for fun. So the Zumba, I do. You know what I do, Brittany, sometimes? I just get stuck in a YouTube rabbit hole and I listen to old music that I used to love yeah. back in the day. And you then I watch the music videos? What? You watch the music videos? Yeah. The other night I watched Chingy right there. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes uh, I get stuck in a Golden Girls YouTube rabbit hole. Okay. You watch the Golden Girls? Never, never once. We'll have right, to, okay. we'll have to put that on the bucket list. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, you can help me. I can. Spending time with friends, mm -hmm. like yourself, mm -hmm. um, and uh, drinking. There's a lot of drinking. It's great. <laughs> well, tell us about your your beer tap. So yeah, Dan and I built a summer kitchen, and. With the summer kitchen, we said we had to have a beer tap. And we got this idea from another one of our friends. Um, they live close to us and they're actually dentists as well. So I, I don't know if this says anything about dentists and alcohol, but anyway. Um, <laughs> they have a beer tap and we thought it was so cool. So Dan and I love beer. So we put in a beer tap with two taps. So we always have two beers on tap. So right now we have Blue Moon and we have uh, Le Fin du Mont which is a Belgian triple, which is amazing. Yes, which I just finished my second glass of. Oh, good for you. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So on, so on the influencer end of things, tell us how and when your kind of Instagram journey began and what inspired you to post the content that you're choosing to post each day. Okay. Like, what did that well, evolution look like for you? This shit has blown up compared to like what I thought it would be. Yeah. It, I'm surprised. So it's so funny because I remember, I was talking to Rodney, remember Rodney, mm -hmm. Dr. Rodney. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Rodney, this Instagram shit is so like stupid, right? And I'm like, I could never do that because I said, <laughs> I eat my words now. I'm like, I feel like it's so self-involved, you know, like all you do is just post pictures of yourself, and blah, 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 like who cares? Look at me now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. I think I remember a few of those conversations, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I decided, I'm like, oh, let me try, you know, grow my Instagram. And I decided to do it because I wanted to reach patients. Because, I mean, part of our practice model is you have your own little pod. And yes, you get new patients from the overall practice, but you also have to hustle yourself. Right. And this is actually something um, Dr. Craig and I want to podcast about, which is like entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So you have to hustle. You don't have to, but you should. And I said, well, let me try and hustle with Instagram. So I started off um, planning, okay, how am I going to do this? I talked to Gabe and Gabe said, well, come up with a grid. So you want to have like, three columns and you want to do like one column, this one column, this one column, this. So I said, all right, bye. My first column will be like selfies, but somehow I tie it into dentistry. Mm -hmm. 
And the second one is before and afters of cases. And then the third one is like yoga, poses, inspirational, positivity, blah, 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 right? And that's what it is. And that's what it became. And, you know, people, they get really technical and they're like, oh, you have a color scheme. And I'm like, no, not really. I just like bright colors. Like I'm Trinidadian, like I like bright colors. Mm -hmm. So it automatically lends itself to that. Like all the filters and stuff that I use, the way that I edit the photos, it lends itself to bright coloration. Right. Um, and I think a main thing that people forget mm -hmm. with the Instagram, you have to give love to get love. So mm -hmm. I spend time going onto the Boca pages, the Delray pages, looking at people and liking their stuff, commenting on their stuff. And then in turn, they like my stuff and they follow my stuff because mm -hmm. You're not going to post a bunch of stuff and people are just going to automatically follow you. It's not going to happen. They have to know you're there. Right. I reach out physically to people like on, you know, not physically, but on the messages. And I say, hey, you know, do you guys do any deals for, you know, people in the community? I would love to promote your product. I do that myself. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I've gotten some of the promotions I've gotten. My favorite one, I have to say, is that blanket. I got like a weighted blanket. Aww. the best nuzzy nuzzy blanket it's the best it. i can't sleep without it but i reach out to people so it, it is a lot of hard work it's a second job mm -hmm. you know yeah, i wanted to ask you like how many hours a week would you say all of the networking all the posting the planning the stories all the things take like if you could guesstimate i would say at least 10 and that doesn't sound like a lot but it is a lot okay it is a lot for seven day week you know, an hour, an hour plus each day, mm -hmm. making sure you have the picture thinking, oh crap, I posted two days ago. I have to figure out something else. Let me come up with the caption. How do I link a picture of me and my cats to dentistry? I don't know, you know, <laughs> which listen, that one, I really like the picture. I was just about to post, like, I have no caption for this, but I like the picture, but you know, you try and link it. What positive message do I send today? You know, what did I say three weeks ago? I can't say that. You know, you right. have to think about it. Right. And, and that, being, that being said, like, what is it? So you said that you hoped to connect to patients and grow your patient base kind of with probably with a specific like clientele. But what is your what would you say like the mission is of your page other than that? Or is that the mission? The mission is to educate patients on what dentistry can do for you you know, why it's important. What can it do? A lot of people don't know, Hey, my smile, I hate it. What I can't do anything about it. I'm stuck. You're not stuck. You always have options. Right. What are your options? How do I take care of my teeth? Am I seeing the dentist enough? These are, these are tips, tricks. And I also share things from other dentists that I do follow on Instagram. Um, I think that's important. Like it's not, the page is not, this is my page. This is about me, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is dentistry and I am your dentist um here's another dentist here's a pediatric dentist who has tips and tricks here's another dentist in Washington state who has tips and tricks go follow them it's about education mm -hmm. it's also about showing um what can be achieved with the before and afters because like I said people don't know what can be done until they see a photo and they're like oh you know my teeth look exactly like this picture mm -hmm. maybe I can do this right. you know what's involved here. And then I do like the column where I share positive messages because that's kind of my mojo. That's how I try and live my life. 
um, thinking positively, living positively, it doesn't happen all the time. Everybody has, you know, crap days, but I think that's important, you know, try and motivate people because, you know, I feel like being a dentist is not just dealing with someone's mouth. It's dealing with their whole psyche. You know, you be your psychologist about it. Yeah. Like you, they lie down in the chair, they lie back and you're like, tell me about your day, you know, and they, they cry because mm-hmm. they are having a bad day and this is happening and the dog died. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot and you treat the whole person. Yeah. So I think sometimes I forget that you have to treat the whole person. The mouth is attached to the person. You have to treat the whole person. Yeah. You know, that's so right. that's what, that's what the whole page encompasses. And then, you know, pictures of the cats and the kids and what I ate. <laughs> The necessities of life. The necessities of Family, life. cats, and food. Family, cats, food, and uh, stretch. There you go. Very important, especially as a dentist. It is How would you say, like, to this day, has your Instagram account directly affected your practice or your clientele? I know personally that you've had several, like, full mouth cases, like, patients who want, like, a lot of dentistry or are interested in cosmetic dentistry reach out to you specifically. So how do you think that your Instagram page has helped to advance your practice? I think it's been wonderful. Um, I think it's definitely brought patience. I had that lovely full mouth case that I posted. Mm-hmm. She knows who she is. You know, I told her she has a special place in my heart. She jokes that she's like, oh, you think I'm nuts? I'm like, well, you know, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> she knows, you know, but um transformation was amazing that's one of my favorite cases right she looks so good mm-hmm. you know she so really does. she looks she looks incredible i know who you're talking about she does look incredible and i know that also so in addition to your instagram i know that you're really good at networking like kind of on an in-person basis in your community and you've gotten a lot of business from that so that's like a lot of evidence of your hustle and like your your willingness to like put in the work to create the the practice that you want to have yeah it's really interesting to watch and it's really it's really cool for me to see like when you do get clients and you get new patients from your instagram account because that is like the reality of today it is yeah it very much is so if if someone is interested in finding some level of success anywhere near the level that you have on social media and they're starting from scratch if you could give them in a nutshell a piece of advice what advice or direction would you give them uh, figure out what message you want to portray. Mm-hmm. Figure out your message. Don't be all over the place and be consistent. I think that is the biggest thing. Be consistent because if you're not consistent, people are going to forget about you. Mm-hmm. If you don't post in a week, people are going to forget that you exist. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent and it's hard, but be in people's faces, comment on people's things send them messages on their stories oh that looks so great like you know just just lift people up too because they want that's what people want everybody wants to be lifted up right Mm -hmm. so just be a positive force be consistent and have a clear have a clear message on your page i love it is is there anything else that you feel should be relayed on this topic specifically or that you wish people knew about Instagram? About Instagram or about being a professional with a life and finding that balance or doing it in a way that you think is appropriate and in a way that maintains your, you know, good standing, good reputation, good relationships with people. Yeah, I would say, you know, 
we there's so many of us who have families and who have other things going on and we just feel like we're drowning sometimes and that's okay mm -hmm. everybody feels that way I have days where I just feel like shit and I go cry you know yeah everybody has personal struggles but to kind of cope with it you just put on your big girl panties and you deal <laughs> Whenever I say that, I think of like grandma panties. Like, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> totally was picturing that. I love people very comfortable. You know? <laughs> but uh, they're very comfortable. They're comfortable. Um, but especially if you have kids and you have to try and balance what has worked for me. And I did uh, um, Instagram live with this uh, dentist who was from Washington State the other day. Scheduling and being efficient with your time is key. So, uh, you know, don't just sit and la da and dawdle. Like, what am I going to do now? Make a plan. Think of what you have to do for the day mm -hmm. and make a plan of how you're going to get it done. And you'll get it done. Write it down and you'll get it done. If you don't write it down, that shit is never going to get done. You have That's to write it down. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Well, you know, Sal, that I absolutely adore you. You're one of my closest friends at this point. And I'm so glad to have been a part of, like, the... I don't want to say evolution of our relationship, but really like the change in our relationship and what it started from and what it has developed into. I'm so thankful. Say that. Well, what did you say? When I thought you hated me, yes. <laughs> we started out a little bit distant and then we grew together. That is what our relationship looked like. But you know that I love you and adore you. And I'm very, very thankful to have had you on this episode. And there's there's almost like nothing better to me than someone who is just like all real. You're real at work, you're real at home, you're real on the podcast, you're real when we hang out. I just appreciate the transparency and the willingness to come as your real self and just share about the things that we just chatted about. I really appreciate your time yeah. and your support of Bulletproof Hygiene as usual. And, you know, just being a doc and collaborating with our entire hygiene team and with me and, and doing that professionally too, like just speaks volumes about the person that you are. Um, I do want to say to our listeners, please, if you have thoughts about what you would like to hear on the Bulletproof Hygiene podcast, go to our Mighty Network app and search Bulletproof Hygiene. And also, please remember that our summit, 2022 summit, is coming up soon in Nash, Vegas, Tennessee, June 3rd and 4th. It's a two-day event with three different tracks, um, one for team, one for hygiene, one for dentists. And you can pick and choose. You can a la carte style, get the, the classes and the courses and the tracks that you want. So we are looking forward to seeing you all there in person in June. If you would like more information about that, go to uh, bulletproofsummit.com and we can't wait to see you there. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hedging Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.